Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode three of my new podcast, But First Pivot. Last week, I got a Facebook memory from 2015 when I passed the registered dietitian exam. I can't believe this was already seven years ago and that I had super dark brown hair back then. But the one thing that stood out to me thinking back of all the clients and athletes I've worked with over the past few years is that people really tend to overcomplicate both health and nutrition. So today, I'm going to simplify things for you by going over five basic healthy habits that you can start implementing today to improve your health and just feel better overall. Before I start listing off these five habits, I want to explain why it's best to focus on small daily habits instead of focusing all your energy and your brain capacity on your outcome goal. Example of outcome goals are things like gaining 10 pounds of muscle, bench pressing 315, or losing 30 pounds. Let's use 30 pounds as an example since many people come to us for sustainable weight loss. What I see more often than not when people are trying to lose weight or improve their body composition is that they're extremely outcome-focused. I need to lose 30 pounds. When I lose 30 pounds, I'll be happier. When I lose 30 pounds, I'll start dating again. That 30-pound target is constantly on their minds. The problem is that outcome goals, like losing 30 pounds, often feel distant. Like, man, I really want to get there, but it seems so far away. This makes us not want to start because it feels so out of reach. This is why I recommend being habit-focused instead. If your outcome goal seems overwhelmingly distant, let's break it into smaller steps. When we focus on the small daily habits that will lead to the outcome rather than the outcome itself, It's a much more enjoyable journey, and it doesn't seem as far away. Let's use a marathon as an example. The outcome is obviously crossing the finish line. And as many of you know, that finish line is 26.2 miles away. Now, when marathon runners line up at the start, they're not thinking four hours to go or 26.2 miles to go. No, they're running and pacing one mile at a time. They're not sprinting as fast as they can when the gun goes off. That would not be a good idea because they would burn out and never finish. This is what many people do with their health goals. They wake up one day all motivated, so they go all out or game seven, as I like to say. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the excitement and the dedication here, but we all know that we can't sustain 100% effort for very long. We have to pace ourselves and focus on one mile at a time. Again, if we only focus on the outcome, such as losing 30 pounds or crossing that finish line, it's going to be a long and probably a miserable, frustrating journey. But if we just focus on the little things every single day, we're eventually going to arrive at the finish line and it's going to be a much more enjoyable and sustainable journey. Let's go over five habits that you can do daily to improve your health feel better, 
And if your goal is weight loss, chances are this will help you get there too. Habit number one, include a protein source at each meal and snack. Protein has so many benefits. It helps build and repair muscle, reduces the risk of osteoporosis. It helps stabilize blood sugars. It helps you feel more full, supports the immune system, and helps reduce cravings, to name a few. When my clients start including protein at all or most meals and snacks, they claim to have more energy throughout the day, they're less hungry, and have way less snacksidents at night. You heard me correctly, snacksidents. Those are some benefits of protein. Now, which foods are good sources of protein? Well, all your animal proteins like eggs, egg whites, chicken, turkey, beef, fish, pork, Greek yogurt, and cottage cheese. If you're a cottage cheese lover like myself, such a great source of protein. It's convenient and you don't even have to cook it. One cup is going to give you 24 to 28 grams, so just as much as a serving of chicken breast. As for plant sources, we've got nuts, seeds, beans, lentils, tofu, certain grains like quinoa, and even peas. Of course, we also have protein bars and protein powder, but let's save these last two for another episode. One of the main questions people ask me is, how much protein should I be eating? It depends. This is something we dietitians calculate based on body weight, lean mass, health status, and activity level, but I'll give you a general recommendation. Adult women should aim for at least 20 grams of protein at meals and at least 5 grams of protein at snacks. Adult men should aim for at least 30 grams of protein at meals and 10 grams at snacks. Again, this is an extremely general recommendation. I highly recommend working with a professional, like a registered dietitian, that can determine your individual needs, especially if you're an active individual. As a certified sports dietitian, the only time I would advise against a high-protein snack would be prior to high-intensity physical activity. So if you're an athlete or an active adult that has a hockey game or a hard training session within the next 30 minutes, we don't really want to load up on protein at this time. This is where we want to stick with low fiber, simple carbs like a banana, applesauce or rice cakes. So that's healthy habit number one. Include a protein source at each meal and snack. Let's move on to number two. Include a fruit and or vegetable at each meal. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, this is the magic pill. Fruits and vegetables. Like I said before, nutrition is simple. Most people overcomplicate it. The diet industry is worth $3.8 billion as of 2022. Every single month, we are spending so much money on detox teas and diet shakes. Meanwhile, the answer is simple. More fruits and vegetables. The sad thing is only one out of 10 American adults is eating the recommended daily amount of produce. So if you're in a room of 20 people, only two people in that room are eating enough fruits and veggies for optimal health. If your goal is to improve your health, start there. Start by eating at least one and a half to two cups of fruit and two to three cups of veggies per day. Another way to look at this is to make at least one-third of your plate or your meals fruits and veggies. As you can see, this is very simple. The only thing left for you to do is to do it and to do it consistently. Now, you don't have to do this 100% of the time. Sometimes I like to go to JL Beers and have a burger and fries 
and there's not going to be a vegetable, but at least 80% of the time, let's include those fruits and veggies. Healthy habit number three, drink more water. You've heard this before, friends. Now, in elementary school, I remember being taught eight glasses or eight cups of water per day. The specific answer is at least half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, aim for at least 75 ounces of water. If you weigh 220, aim for 110 ounces. If you're not familiar with ounces, eight ounces equals one cup and one ounce is one gulp or one big sip. I also recommend 8 to 16 ounces of water upon waking. We want to hydrate the body before we bring caffeine into the mix. Since many of my clients typically drink coffee first thing in the morning, I had them put a post-it note above their coffee maker that says, but first water as a reminder. There is nothing wrong with a little coffee. I look forward to my cup of coffee every day around 10 a.m., but let's make sure we hydrate first. If you're looking for a water alternative or a flavor enhancer, my favorite and the overall top rated by registered dietitians is True Lemon. They have two different versions, crystallized packets, which have no sweetener, and packets that are sweetened with stevia. I will drop the link in the show notes, but you can find these on Amazon, at Target, Walmart, and if you live in Grand Forks like me, you can also find them at Hugo's Family Marketplace. Number four, walk for at least 20 minutes per day. Here's the thing. Humans are not meant to be sedentary, yet Americans sit for six and a half hours per day on average. We wake up, drive to work, sit at our desks, we sit down to eat lunch, we return to our desks, we drive home, we sit for dinner, and then we make our way to the couch, we go to bed and repeat. Hopefully there's a strength workout in there somewhere, but my point is we live in a very sedentary world and we should seek to move more and sit less. I'm not saying you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and go for a three-mile run. But if you have a 30-minute lunch break, consider spending 15 minutes eating and 15 minutes walking rather than scrolling through TikTok or Facebook or scroll while you get your steps in. An interesting fact is that walking for 10 minutes after meals helps manage blood sugars. And blood sugar management is not just for people with diabetes. This is important for everyone. I have a handful of clients implementing this and they feel so much better afterwards, way more energy and way less sluggish. So give it a try. Let's say that you don't have a lot of time to walk during the day. I get it. I now have a desk job where I'm on Zoom or phone calls looking at my computer most of the day. But remember, five minutes is better than no minutes. When I have eight minute breaks or 12 minute breaks between calls, I am putting my shoes on. I go outside and my neighbors are probably seeing me walk up and down the sidewalk just to get some fresh air and a few steps in to break up these hours of sitting. What I encounter often is that People tell me, well, I didn't have time for a full workout, so I didn't do it at all. Well, did you have 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay, then why not go for a 20-minute walk then? Something is always better than nothing. And if you don't have 20 minutes or if that sounds overwhelming, start small. Start with five minutes. Start with 10 minutes. Work your way up to 20. Add it to your calendar. Show up for yourself. 
Find a walking buddy. Ask your neighbor. Chances are someone you know could use a walking buddy, so don't be afraid to ask. If your goals are important, you'll find a way, not an excuse. Last but not least, healthy habit number five. Get seven hours of sleep. I don't know about you, but I need at least eight hours to fully function. I know it's not always realistic to get seven or more hours, especially if you have an infant, young kids, or maybe you work 12 or 24 hour shifts. But let's try to make sleep a priority rather than accepting sleep deprivation as normal. I feel like we live in a society where burnout is more normal than feeling energized. And the sad part is inadequate sleep is often, not always, but often voluntary. We stay up late binge watching Netflix, playing video games, or scrolling through social media. Though nutrition and exercise are so important to optimal health, I strongly believe that sleep is one of the most underrated tools to increase energy, improve performance, support fat loss efforts, support muscle building, improve overall health, and optimize hormone balance. Speaking of hormones, are you aware that just one night of poor sleep can increase cortisol, increase ghrelin, that's your hunger hormone, and decrease leptin, that's your appetite-suppressing hormone. This is why we often have a greater desire for higher-carb, higher-calorie foods when we are sleep-deprived. I mean, it makes sense. Let's think about it. When we are sleep-deprived, we wake up exhausted, we're tired. And when we're tired, our body is seeking energy. Calories are a unit of energy. And the quickest way for your body to get energy is by breaking down carbohydrates. So it all makes sense. My number one tip when it comes to sleep is to have a consistent sleep schedule where you wake up and go to bed within the same 60 to 90 minute window every single day. Now there's a lot we can talk about when it comes to sleep, but we're gonna save sleep and more sleep tips for another episode. Before we wrap things up, let's summarize. Achieving your health goals doesn't have to be complicated. Doing the simple things consistently leads to results. In this episode, I discussed five simple habits you can start implementing today to help you improve your health and feel better overall. Those five daily habits are including a protein source at each meal and snack. Women aim for at least 20 grams at meals and men aim for at least 30 grams. Number two, include a fruit and or veggie at each meal. Aim for one and a half to two cups of fruits per day and two to three cups of vegetables. Number three, drink half your body weight in ounces per day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, that's 100 ounces. Number four, walk for at least 20 minutes per day. Remember, 10 minutes is better than no minutes, especially if you're short on time. And those small spurts of movement, five minutes, 10 minutes here and there, they're gonna add up. And if possible, try to work your way up to 8,000 steps or more per day. Last, aim to get seven hours of sleep. Try to wake up and go to bed within the same 60 to 90 minute window every single day. Do these five habits consistently and I have no doubt you'll start feeling better and noticing positive change. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.